Hey guys, it's your boy, Justin. During the podcast, Zach accidentally took a sip of coffee that caused him to wake up in 1973. We are currently trying to get him back to the year 2022, but because of this, his audio at some point will drastically change. I'll let you guys try to figure out when that happens. Anyways, enjoy the episode. And welcome to That Pixel Life. This is episode 190, recording May 9th, 2022. My name is Zach Anderson, and this week we are going to be talking about some Xbox developments, uh, some announcements, and, pro- and good rumors heading our way, uh, the latest acquisition sensation, and a very special spoiler zone. I can almost hear the sirens to do this. I have with me, as always, Shannon Tiny Tina is my life more. It has taken over my life, and I don't regret it at all. But um, hmm. I am I am having fun shooting things, mm-hmm. shooting sharks, mm-hmm. shooting skeletons. But is it like Saints Row, where you can shoot sharks at people? Um, not yet. Remember the chum gun? That was oh, really fun. Yeah. I, I remember loved. breaking the shit out of my uh, PlayStation with the chum gun because like, it couldn't handle the amount of carnage that was on the screen <laughs> at the same time. Uh, uh, yeah, broke that shit. Uh, that was a great that was a great gun. And uh, I wish it would be awesome if I could shoot sharks at sharks. In that's what I'm saying. Some shark on shark violence, you know? I know. I'm there for it. Uh, Not- I just I got a gun. That when you throw it, it lands on the ground and a vortex of bullets shoot out of it. Like it just a vor- a fiery vortex shoots up in the air and sprays bullets everywhere. It's magical. All right, very cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, also magical is our as our fellow co-host Justin. My backpack has Jess Carter. I know it's your boy. Megan came back from Disneyland and brought me back a very nice Boba Fett helmet. It's pretty cool. Unfortunately, it takes AAA batteries, and we only have AA, so when we go to the Mm. store tomorrow, I have to pick up some batteries. But his little thing, you can push the button on the side, and it floops down and makes noise and lights up and stuff to like target on the stuff. It's pretty legit. It's a man in his mid-30s, guys. Um, (laughs) All right, so... (laughs) Yes, no, I did appreciate when you put up the uh, photo of all the unmade Lego, uh, what, Star Wars busts? That you have. All the different uh, helmets and stuff. I think I yeah. have like about seven of them now that I need to build. All of them in boxes. Yes. <laughs> it, looks, it looks like stored nicely under your television or something. Um yeah, that's that. My, my comment to that was like, how do you tell me you don't have kids without telling me you don't have kids? Because A, those would never stay in the boxes in my house and B, they certainly would ever stay made. So I know I do want to build them. My problem is as much as I want to build them, I had a lot of fun when I did. The only one I've built so far is the 
Boba Fett one, funny enough. Mm -hmm. And I did a time lapse video of me building it, which I think came out pretty good. And that's kind of what I wanted to do with the other ones. But it takes time to set all that up and then record it and do whatever. And it's just I haven't been able to do that. I know. And since negative space is coming into early access in 2023, you know, that is true. That is what I've been busy doing uh, as of late. I've, I've been, I actually finished another level today. Man. I saw this tweet. I saw this tweet and I was like, (laughs) what the fuck? And I was like, oh no. I was like, if this doesn't make it into our new segment, like we are not doing the Lord's work and promoting your game. So that is, so I am, I'm shooting for, now for 2023 i am like i could release it 2022 but the reason i'm choosing 2023 is because um february 11th is when i have on my computer is the first video that i have when i started negative space about mm-hmm. it would be seven years ago on the 23rd and so I and, if like, I and if i remember the story correctly you thought oh i'll just finish this in the next six months and, yeah. and do something else. Yeah, that's yeah. how it always starts. That's how yeah. every good yeah. game that's in like 10 year development hell starts out is, oh, dude, this is going to be so fucking easy. I can bang this out. And and then you remake the game three times and it takes seven years. Mm-hmm. But yes, my goal is I only have chapters seven, eight and nine to finish making levels for. <laughs> um, so I'm on chapter seven now. And I'm like about halfway done making the levels for it. So my goal is basically to, I finished chapter six in um, April. So then I'm going to finish chapter seven in May, eight in June. So my goal by the end of July is to basically be done making levels. Mm -hmm. And then I'll have like the rest of this year to finish doing menu stuff like bug testing, any small tweaks to levels I need to do, get the rest of the audio done from PJ and then animate just, the cutscenes. Yeah. You know. Just do like, get all the like yeah stuff working and then it should hopefully just be like small tweaks and then whatever. And then that will hopefully give me enough time to then go through steam and whatever with like submitting builds and having to deal with, getting achievements to work and all that shit that I'm going to have to do. So achievements. I like it. Speaking of achievements, I also had Jordan reached out to me Mm -hmm. and he was like, I'm going to be insulted if the hundred (laughs) percent achievement isn't named after me. And I told him that I did indeed already plan on naming the hundred percent achievement. Mr. Platinum. Nice. (laughs) That's That's awesome. Now, now when you now I when you saw, get it, can will your little dot be able to be skinned like a platinum color? Ooh, maybe we'll so, see. That that's that's so Zach, that's skin- adding to the pipeline. Sorry, now. sorry. I was that just saying coming so out I, until mid twenty twenty three. Doing that, I'm just saying. So when I Twitch stream it, you know, people see that I'm legit because I've gotten the Mister Platinum trophy. That's all. Yeah, and then of course there has to be the obligatory achievement: the first time you die. Like, welcome to Dark Souls, but it's welcome yeah. to Negative Space, where... <laughs> I it should, be, it should that... be called Negative Space, but whole. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you, I saw that level that you put up on Twitter, the the test, like, that little one with the spikes yeah. and the precise jumping, and the only thing that I thought was, I will snap my controller in half playing this level. I will... Dude. This is This is the level... 
where if I get to it, I will snap things. <laughs> What's so funny is for the longest time uh, playtesting it, I like always used an Xbox controller all the time when playing mm-hmm. it. But then after a while, like I wouldn't have my Xbox controller right there or whatever. So I got used to using the keyboard. And now to me, it almost feels weird if I don't use keyboard. But it's like I've been playing with both lately. But for me, I'm just like, dude, I feel like I'm even more precise with the keyboard now just because that's what I'm used to playing with, which I never thought I'd say. This is like one of those games that's going to take me back to when I was a kid and you would jump and you would like lean forward when you jumped. Like, you know, you would (laughs) your body would move with the with the jump that you were doing in the video game. That's exactly what I feel like. Ninety percent of my movements is going to be while playing this game. The other one, ten percent is probably going to be punching my leg because I'm just (laughs) mad at life. Yeah. No, there's been multiple times when testing the new levels where it's like I've died like eight times in a row trying to do something. And I'm like, no, oh, we're changing this. I'm like, I'm like, is this possible? It totally is because I did it. But it's too frustrating even for me that I'm like, if I'm getting mad fucking doing this, like nobody else is going to enjoy doing this either. You should have um, like a level. Uh, you should have a bonus like uh, like a DLC package where um it's all those levels that you just got um like pissed off like and didn't didn't want to uh like put those in the main game but like you call it like the masochist package so that like people who really just want to punish themselves on your game can like try those really hard levels well what's funny is there is so in negative space there is a challenge mode that i invented well because so initially it the original idea in negative space was you could each level you could only switch a number of times and mm-hmm. then once that ran out you couldn't switch anymore so then if you didn't beat the level you just kind of had to die and it was like that was it mm-hmm. but i was like yeah no that that's too punishing and sucks but i ended up that's what i ended up doing for the challenge mode and so there's through the level select screen, you can select challenge mode and each level has like a, from just me testing it, whatever, like the max, the very minimum number of switches that you could possibly do in order to beat the level. And so there is like some things that you can like get around and jank out where you're supposed to switch, but by doing like some fun, like wall maneuvering or whatever, you can like get past it without having the switch and get that extra buffer. And there's like a little coin that you can collect in the level. And if you run out of switches, the coin disappears and then you can't switch for the rest of the level. And that's Mm. like the challenge mode. I think it'd be fun. Like as the time gets closer to do like a little like interview with you on like your process, because I'm kind of curious how you come up with these levels, like how you think of the mechanics and how you, do your level creation. I think it might be a pretty good like little segment to do where we just kind of talk about your game and, and your process. No, for sure. And it's, it's definitely interesting because over the years working on it, it's changed. Like it changed from starting making the game to like how I do the levels now is completely different from how I but did is, it when I first Is that just from it. knowing the software so much better and like the tool set and everything? Like, um, like it, just so, having just having like a base familiarity in like the creation of it all. So that helps. Um, so initially, like for all the levels, I actually have a book. It's funny looking at it. It's only for like the first couple worlds because then I stopped doing it. But I have a book where it's like I did all the levels on paper. And that's how I started doing it and then transferred them from paper 
into the game and then of course like i had to make tweaks here and there because like what was on paper didn't really translate well into actually making the level but then anymore i don't actually like plan out the level necessarily because it's like i always know for each level where the beginning is and where the end is because that's how the game's designed so i know where the start of level is and where the finish is and then it's just me filling in the in-between but now i just kind of sit there on the blank screen and just start adding stuff and playing with it. And usually it's like, I know what I want to accomplish in the level in terms of like, Oh, like this is going to focus on a lot of wall jumping or it's like, there's going to be not as much switching. It's not going to be a switch heavy in this level, but the switching that you're going to have to do is going to have to be very quick and precise. And so, so it's like, I know going in designing it, what I want to get out of the level. And then it's just making that happen. And then there's sometimes where it's like, I have an idea for the level of what I want to do. And then I sit there and I test it and it doesn't feel right or it doesn't work out. And then I try to make it work. And then after a while of just realizing that it's not going to work, I just scrap it all together and then start over again. Wow. That's nuts. I admire your level of dedication to this game. Uh, it's, <laughs> Thank it's, you. it's, uh, it's amazing. Uh, yeah, and, it's, I, and I hope it does well when it comes out. So, you know, me too. I'm up to, I think I'm up to about almost, I think 400 wish lists on Steam. So if you haven't wish listed negative space yet on Steam, you can look it up on the, uh, it'll say that there's a demo to download. There actually isn't, but you can download <laughs> the, it. It's good. Yeah. I, there, I mean, there is a demo you can download, but it's on itch.io. It's not on Steam because I haven't figured out uploading a build through steam to because they have to like approve it and whatever where itch.io no one has to approve anything i upload so i don't have to deal with that hmm. so okay very cool it, you know it's it, the time has almost come though for for these ga- these types of games to make a return like for a while there we were inundated with them there was like the super meat boys the explosion mans you know all that type of stuff the like super hard platformer with a with a gimmick thing and then and then like celeste was the last one i can really think of that kind of had that hook to it and and i think i think you're primed i think you're ready you know celeste was a long time ago dude it was yeah it's funny to think about celeste because um when i went to gdc i don't remember what year it was i think it was like 2000 like 12 13 something like that um that was hilarious i totally thought your mic was screwing up when you were like two (laughs) no this is my brain trying to think that far back (laughs) i was sitting there Um, looking at the levels real quick i'm like what the hell what's going on like oh wait he's still talking never mind never mind no but yeah when i went to gdc um uh Matt Matt Thorson was there, the guy who made Celeste. He was yeah. there, and Celeste was in a very like prototypey stage at that point and stuff. And I got to see it and stuff. And there was like like the little character and stuff was complete, but a lot of like certain aspects in the level, like the art wasn't done, so it was just like a lot of filler art and stuff. Mm-hmm. And when that was going on, I at that point I had been working on Negative Space, and I had like. I think the first world was done at that point. Like that's how long ago that was. So that was like <laughs> seven years ago. All right. And, th- and that was the day 
you came home and were like, I'm going to start this game all inspired. And then seven years later, here we are. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, every journey starts with a single step, my friend. Or a single line of code in this case. (laughs) A single bug. (laughs) Why did everything just crash? Damn it. Um, Luckily, I've never had that. I've never had the going to show the game and the game just game breaking bug crashes. All of a sudden, you're just like blue screen of death. You're like, wait, what? What? Yeah. I mean, I have had where the game did crash before, but it was just because like, yeah, someone like hit the end of the level and it's like I forgot to like throw in the like end of the demo code. So it tried to go to the next world that like wasn't there that then caused the crash. But it's like that was the demo and it would have just taken you to a room explaining that that was the end of the demo and i just forgot to throw that line of code back in because i commented it out at the very end (laughs) gotcha well uh i guess we should talk that was i was gonna try to work that into our news but we just covered it so i'm very excited but um why don't we talk about some more news like uh hey guys how would you feel about xbox game pass just becoming uh part of your tv like subscription app stuff i mean it seems like that seems like that's like the next logical evolution in game pass it does it does because they've really put a lot of effort into their cloud-based gaming and um and one of my kids toys is making a crazy noise down here so sorry (laughs) about that um They've uh, put a lot of effort into their cloud-based streaming. And, well, I've messed with it. I, granted, I haven't messed with it recently. But uh, six months ago, it was definitely not up to uh, standards. <laughs> like for, It works well for like turn-based stuff, things like that. But like anything where you need a high level of fidelity, it just really wasn't up to par. I still think it's cool how you can like buy... What the hell is this thing doing? <laughs> how you can buy a game and start it immediately... Uh, and then while it's downloading and all that stuff, I think that's cool. But uh, I'm not sure if the system is ready for like, hey, log into your TV and start playing. Do you guys have concerns? Uh, yeah, I think the um, I, I don't know. I'm kind of skeptical about this whole like put the app on your TV kind of thing. Um, I think you bring up a good point that the internet, I don't think is stable enough for a lot of households to provide the type of um, stability that they need to make this kind of like a household thing. Also, I don't know how the subscription is going to work because you would have like your Xbox live or your Xbox gold. And then you would have this Xbox app that you're probably going to have to put money into to get it to function the way that you want it to on your TV. Um, who knows how they're going to get all those different platforms to tie in together and, and work seamlessly. Um, you know, I don't know if there's any type of latency problems with the controller to the TV as you know, that they would have that's different from what they have with their, their console. Um, so there are some technical, uh, aspects that I'd be interested to learn more about. And also the financial portion of it, like how are we going to be able to, uh, use our subscriptions and, and play on the TV. Um, and is that streaming service, you know, going to be something that is an all-inclusive package uh, where they're just going to do like a Netflix thing where it's just a subscription and you get access to the, the complete library? 
Or is it going to be like you said, where like you can buy video games and as it's downloading, play it on their server? Or is it like you buy the license to play that game? I feel like it's probably going to like in terms of like what it is, I feel like it's basically just going to be Game Pass that you can run through your TV where you won't need like an actual Xbox console or anything like that to play games. Um, I imagine like at launch, they'll probably kind of go the Stadia route where like most of the games that are available at launch are pretty much like single player style games and stuff, you know, not super like internet. I mean, if you're streaming it, it's going to be intensive, but it's not like co-op lobby intensive. Wait, uh, what Stadia? What, what is the Stadia that you mentioned? Um, it's this, it's kind of like the Oya or, you know, if, if you've ever, wait, gone wait, wait, to wait, the... wait, oh, wait, Ouya? what, what, it, what is yeah. Ouya? Um, so there's this land of failed consoles. It's like right <laughs> off the coast was, of Costa Rica. I was hoping that you were going to continue that. I wanted to see how far we could go with that bit. Oh, uh, oh over by Jurassic Park. Yeah, yeah, the <laughs> yeah. land of failed consoles. Yes. Yeah, yeah, where all good things go to die. Is it right by uh, the land of misfit toys? Yeah, it's right next to the uh, the Google glasses and um, that's the Snapchat glasses and. Um, the PlayStation eye toy and everything. Oh, I think, hey. my si- I think my sidekick hangs out there too. Yeah. Hey, 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 hey. The card game that came out for the eye toy ruled. What was it called? Eye of Judgment or something like that? Did you ever play it, Justin? Come on, card guy. I mean, I didn't have an eye toy though. Like, I didn't get, I didn't get sold into the Sony ecosystem. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm uh I'm I'm calling on like I know my our our guy Mike Miller probably knows what I'm talking about when I say I have judgment. Like come on. We we can make this happen. <laughs> that game rules. Look it look it up. You you would you would have loved that game, dude. Like Wait, seriously. Okay, 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 hold on. I'll look it up right now. Like, I was like I the only eye I... Shannon knows of is the tiger. I have judgment. Um for what? PS two. I had a good night last night. Um, <laughs> dude, this game looks. Shannon's like, I had a good la- night last night, and then it pans to last night, and it's Shannon and a wife beater playing Tiny Tina asleep yeah, at night. Yeah, right. Drool, drool down his chest. Like... Yeah. There's like a Swedish fish like stuck in his chair. Socks on, boxers on. Balls half hanging out, stuck to the thigh. <laughs> it, was a, it was a real solid night last night. <laughs> yeah. Car backfires and scares them awake. <laughs> oh, so true. Um, so, uh, yeah. So I guess we could jump back back in. Uh, I judgment. Uh, that game looks dope. Did this use? I told you uh, it was cool as hell. So did this use a uh, camera, or was it all yeah, just so- on screen? No, so you would lay it all out, like, you would lay out your cards in real time, and the camera would read the board and basically make moves according to how you played. Wow. It was, like, a super cool idea. It was really neat. And it was one of those things where, like, I wish they would have done more with it, but, you know, five people bought the iToy, so. Well, you know... It came out at a weird time, uh, and that weird time was a time I was still making like fifteen dollars an hour, and I could oh, sure. buy all of the uh, the fancy little doodads for the consoles. Um, but I mean, if that came out nowadays, I'd probably buy the shit out of that game. Well, and, and to be fair, it was at a time when I was playtesting the I was doing uh, QA for Sony mm-hmm. 
for a lot of their stuff. So I had access to like all of this, like all of the time. And mm-hmm. so that's, I, I did not buy it myself. It was at work, but it was really cool to use. We played a lot of it on our breaks. Must have been such a great palate cleanser from playtesting all those Barbie games that you got stuck with <laughs> to actually play a game that you wanted to play. Barbie's Horse Adventure? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so awesome. Uh, but uh, in addition to um, Microsoft uh, you know, coming out with this a- app that they were talking about, putting on the TV, they also are having their, um, I guess if you want to call it their E3 presser, that's not related to E3 is coming out in June. Um, And they're, they're, they're hooking up with Bethesda to, to drop some goodies on us. I mean, are there any, are, have there been any leaks or is there any news that you want them to specifically talk about in this time frame coming up? Uh, You know, they're going to have everybody listening to them. It's going to be, you know, it's going to be their time to shine. Um, they don't have to compete against anybody. They don't got anybody else in the same time slot that they're, you know, trying to uh, steal eyes from. What do you want Microsoft and Bethesda to drop on us for this uh, for this press conference? Um, I'll tell you what I want, and it starts with the word "elder" <laughs> and ends with six. <laughs> Dude, that game's got to be still so far in development. It's not even. But funny. just like, bring it up again. Like, I don't need a fucking ten minute gameplay trailer. I just give me something more than a desktop background. Like, I just. But don't something. you feel? Don't you feel that that's more? That's kind of that bleeds into the um, like the buildup of it. Like, like say with like Cyberpunk. I mean, like Cyberpunk, they were sending out screenshots and then it was trailers and then it was revised trailers and it was more screenshots. Like Elder Scrolls, like, yeah, they put out the wallpaper that's been out for like four years now. And then now they're, I mean, if they come out with like screenshots or they come out with um, like a trailer, if they come out with like, like what do you, I mean? Don't do you feel that like it's starting to build that hype for something that might not be out for like you know maybe another year or two? Um, like I just want the well one. I let's be honest, the hype for Elder Scrolls Six has like existed since like 2015, mm-hmm. um, and they just keep re-releasing Skyrim. Mm-hmm. So I feel like all they need like to even hype it, all they need to do is just name drop it. But it's like I, I would kill for just even like another just them to even just bring up the fact that they're still working on it and just to confirm that they're like yeah you know we are working on it uh you know it's not coming out this year or next year or like whatever but we are working on it just confirm that it is being developed and it's being good just acknowledge its existence again it's been a while since we've heard anything on it so um well, I mean, you're gonna get you're gonna get Starfield though. Okay, I would. I mean, do you think that there's a new Doom in the works? So my my guess would be like they would announce something along the lines of a Wolfenstein three before. Yeah, I was Doom. gonna say probably a new Wolfenstein. Now, now, what about this though? What about Quake? I mean, it. I've heard I've heard rumblings of like a new Quake. And right, it, me too. They just yeah, that they was just a released, while back. Well, they they released their OG one, right? That you could like download, and it was like a, it was supposed to be like an updated version of it with all the maps that you loved. Mm-hmm. And it came out, and it was I thought it was either free or it was dirt cheap. 
Um, and you know, it, that would, I, that would be a good like feeler for like what the market wants or it, it, is there enough demand for this right now? And I think if the answer was yes, I don't, I don't know if it sold well, I don't know if it had high numbers on Twitch or what, but I mean, if those numbers are high enough, it wouldn't surprise me if they released another, a newer quaking. Now, what do you think? A hundred quake dudes in a map, a wall of fire that gets <laughs> smaller and smaller, pushing everyone to get Quake Battle Royale? Ah, ah. Yeah, Rocket Arena is what I, what it is. A hundred Quake dudes, all rockets, all the time, and uh, just a, sh a crazy big map. With you, know, you know what? That would be fun as hell. Oh, it would be fucking rad. Yeah, I, I, mean, I mean, it's like you're joking, <laughs> but that would be fun as hell. <laughs> Uh, I mean, all they have all they have to do is stick the landing on the uh, tier system or like the uh, the leveling system, and you're gonna blow Halo out of the water. Now, hold on, real quick. I'm, and again, I'm sorry, my mic sounds like shit. But um, now we're talking machine games. Didn't they announce that Indiana Jones game like a couple e3s ago that they were making? Does anyone remember that? Like machine games doing an Indiana Jones game? Mm -mm. And because like. We've got it. I'm looking it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They announced an Indiana Jones game a while back. Um, looks like in two, 2020. So maybe we finally get to see what that is. Like, I feel I feel like Microsoft has announced so much stuff, but shown so little that it's got to be time to start showing what some of these things are, right? Well, the only thing Microsoft has done is acquire a bunch of companies um, that have a lot of things in the pipeline but have yet to produce any type of timeline for when they're releasing the games right so you know it would be i i it would be a good time for microsoft to be like bam like here's you know, you know silence the haters right like here's yeah. here's our bevy of games that are coming out within the next two years um that being said i don't think they're gonna do that uh, because i don't think they really have anything and i think it's gonna be bethesda teasing some games and then it's going to be microsoft really trying to cram season two of halo down our throats okay so that's that's where i disagree and maybe maybe i'll be totally wrong and and god i hope i'm not i bet you any i bet you we don't see halo at all in this <laughs> i i bet you because they don't i think they're at a position now where they don't want a spotlight on halo it's not going well Things aren't working as they don't have things ready. I mean, maybe if the announcement is and campaign co-op is live today, maybe that's something that gets into the main announcement. But outside of that, I think any Halo stuff gets broken out in its own 30 minute show later. I, you know? I was going to say like from Bethesda, the only other things I could think of is like possibly like a Dishonored 3. Because um, I know Dishonored's been, you know, doing good. It's already had two games, and the team that did Dishonored worked on other stuff. So I could see them putting out Dishonored 3. And then I could also, of course, you know, there's going to be some Fallout 76 DLC update, whatever bullshit that they're going to try to shovel out. Um, from Microsoft, I wouldn't be surprised if they started, like, bringing out, like, oh, uh, like, Overwatch is coming to Game Pass. Sure. Like start like they've had this time now between like the the Blizzard acquisition and stuff. I wouldn't be surprised if like the uh, like Diablo two and three coming to Game Pass um, in July or something like that. You know, Diablo Immortal, the uh, 
the mobile one they're coming out with, you know? Coming to Game Pass. Yeah. But, um, I, I mean, Microsoft has, like, where, where I was going earlier is, like, you know, they've announced, like, Starfield and Fable and Redfall and, you know, like, that that random initiative, or, or not initiative, but what the, the, like, heist game they announced, you know, and, like, um, all, all that stuff, like, Indiana Jones was another one. Like, they've announced all these games, and we've seen nothing of any of them. And it's like, I feel like you either have to say some of them are coming out or give us something about what these are at this point. Like, like when when can we see Fable? Is that a 2023 game? Is that a 2026 game? Like, who, who the hell knows, you know? Uh, I don't know. I mean, that's a good question. There's a lot of unknown variables there, and I think we're just going to have to wait and see. Uh, you know, I, they've spent a lot of money in this last year. And I think that they got to start making some of that money back. And uh, they're going to need to do something. I mean, they're, they're going to have to give their, they're going to have to give something for all that money that they just spent. I mean, the board's right. going to want to see results. I mean, you, you have investors that are deep in to this now, right? So they're going to want to see their money come back. Um, so, you know, give us some, give us some good games. That's all I want. I just want, I want a reason to, you know, go back into my my Xbox subscriptions and download games. Mm-hmm. Other than you know playing my PlayStation and my PC right now, that's that's all I'm doing. Now, the only thing, uh, Justin, I would say maybe you don't get an Overwatch or or Diablo or thing like that is I bet you don't hear dick about Microsoft and Activision partnering in any way <laughs> until until like all of this goes through. Yeah, I bet you they true. stay the, as far the, apart the, as possible. The court case stuff is still going on yeah. right now. So the the yeah the court case, Jesus. There's uh, I mean, like they just opened up a new case in New York last week against uh, um, what's his name? Uh, but oh, whatever the head of Activision is. But uh, but yeah, Bobby they just Kodak? yeah yeah that guy. Uh, <laughs> that guy. Yeah, that guy. That douchebag. Uh, but yeah, uh, it's. Yeah, they're not going to say anything about that, I don't think. Oh, you know what? You know what, Justin? I bet we do get... I bet you don't get an Elder Scrolls announcement, but they do have that uh, Avowed game coming out, which is a, another high fantasy RPG type game. Man, like, I feel like I'm not asking for a while. I just want the knowledge <laughs> that they're still working on. <laughs> like... You said it so much. just, man, come on. Yeah. Like it's like literally just pull out the crumpled napkin and they're like, oh yeah, and uh, and hold it up and it just says Elder Scrolls Six and they're like, it's coming or even just like an official name, even just the name of it would do me in. Like just yes, you've come what, this far that you're giving it official branding. What, now. what do we get first, the official name of Elder Scrolls Six or the official name of Breath of the Wild Two? <laughs> Breath of the Wild Two. <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't that be some shit if you got the actual name of Elder Scrolls before they announced like what the dude, Mario movie's called? Well, dude, just wait. Like, so what if they weren't gonna do that, and then the morning of the conference, Twitter, hey guys, it's Miyamoto here. Just wanted to tell you, <laughs> Legend of Zelda, and then they have the name and the date, and yeah. then like Phil Spencer's like his wife is like waking him up. She's like, "Honey, look at this," and he's like, Pfft. and he's like, "Guys." <laughs> What's the name of Elder Scrolls? He's like, just give me a name. Just anything. Just 
he's like honestly he's like i'm just gonna go on the wiki and just grab like some bullshit yeah. word and that's what we're gonna call it elder scroll six sub avowed like <laughs> oh well uh i mean the oh, only well uh, one, other, one other thing just circling back to the the game pass conversation uh do you think they announce any hardware do we get like a chromecast for for game pass no if, I mean, if they're rolling out the apps to the TVs, here's a way to hook up your controller easy. And I mean, you already uh, with the uh, with the the Pro controller, you already have like an adapter that you can buy, so you can use it on uh, or the the Elite Two. Mm-hmm. You have you have a, an adapter that you can buy so that you can use it on like your PC or other things. So I would assume you would just plug that into your USB port on your TV. Okay. Dude, it would be funny, though, if it was, like, a little Chromecast, like, USB, but at the end it was shaped like a little Xbox. <laughs> That'd be cool. <laughs> looks, It looks like a mini, mini fridge. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, Shannon, I cut you off. Go ahead. No, I didn't, I didn't have anything else to say. It's just, that's what it was. <laughs> that's what it was. It is what it is. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, the end of... Uh... I mean, is there anything else you guys want to add to that, or do you want to hit our last news story? We can hit the last one. All right. Uh, so uh, we missed this last week, um, but I felt it was something that you know we should probably talk about because we've talked about Tomb Raider, and we were excited about mm-hmm. a new Tomb Raider game coming out. Um, and then it came out that Square Enix uh, <laughs> sold... To, to be clear, I was excited. <laughs> you guys yeah. didn't <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a little asterisk that says we, and then there's a little star, and then you look under the podcast like Zach. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, so I mean, we were, you know, we uh, were excited about uh, a new Tomb Raider game. Uh, and then Square Enix came out and said that they uh, had sold uh, the rights to the uh, to Tomb Raider, uh, Deus Ex, and uh, I think Thief to um, Embracer Studios. Uh, and Embracer, uh, I think it was like THQ Nordic uh, is like one of the companies that, or is that the was that the main company and then they changed? No, so Embracer was is a is basically a holdings company, mm-hmm. and when THQ uh, broke up and went out of business, they bought up a lot of their assets and gotcha. then re- and then renamed one of the studios they owned THQ Nordic. Gotcha. Okay. So that makes sense. So, um, so yeah, so, uh, the Embracer group bought, uh, the, the rights, I think it was for something like, uh, let me look at the article here. Uh, it was, I want to say it was $300 million. Now it seems really cheap, right? Yeah. I mean, especially when you have like, you know, Activision getting bought for like, um, I don't know, what was it? A couple billion. 74. Um, yeah. yeah. A couple. Um, so or like yeah, Bungie I mean, getting bought for three. Yeah. So, I mean, there's there's a lot of uh, big Bs in there. So 300 million, I guess, is is a pretty good um, value for those. I think um, I think Tomb Raider itself is, you know, capable of maybe coming up with that kind of revenue um, just with licensing and a good game that, you know, might still be in the pipe there somewhere. I mean, it seems like it has a pretty good following. It seems like it has a lot of interest still. People like those games. Um, you know, it was either when you talk to people about those kind of third person adventure games, it's either Tomb Raider or Uncharted that comes up in, in the zeitgeist, I guess, of those, those genre of games. 
Um, how do you guys feel about this acquisition? I think it's a good thing specifically because Square Enix always kind of looked at Tomb Raider as like the bastard stepchild. And it was like it was nothing they did was ever good enough. Uh, it, they always fell short of the goals. And these goals were just insanely high. So I think it's good that there's another company that's going to take the reins of this intellectual property is going to maybe give it some type of care and love and attention that it deserves. And I think the next game that's going to come out is going to be a higher, better quality product because of it. And I think it's going to do a lot better than they're going to project. I, th I think it's going to it's going to crush. So I, I'm pretty optimistic about it. Uh, Justin, how do you feel? Yeah, you know, I mean, it's funny because for 300 million, that's basically 100 million per franchise, even though I'm sure I don't think Thief is probably worth 100 million. So <laughs> the, the division probably isn't exactly 33 and a third percent between each of them. No, but, it's you know, probably more like 75, 15, 10, something like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but you know, um, uh, you know, they're going to get all their money back once they make those like Laura Croft NFTs and stuff and pitch, <laughs> pitch those on the blockchain and stuff they'll get their money back you know everyone's gonna be clamoring for the uh like polygon polygon tit tomb raider and that's gonna you know be worth like 30 million dollars no the the one that's gonna be a banger when they do the nfts is gonna be the butler that you could lock in the pantry if they just come <laughs> up with that nft like that's gonna sell like gangbusters i'll tell you right now by, by the way, quick aside, did you see the entire crypto market is, like, completely crashing? Mm-hmm. Oh, like, yeah. All, all the ape ones and, like, crypto punks or all that are, like, like a tenth of the value they were six months ago. It's mm -hmm. hilarious to me. Mm -hmm. It was yeah. only a matter of time. It's <laughs> like people got back to work and realized they were all being scammed. It's weird. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Continue. But yeah, no, I mean, I, I do think you're right, Shannon. Like, I don't think they really, like, gave, to, gave like, that much of a shit about Tomb Raider or Deus Ex or anything. So um, it'll be nice. I think being in better hands and stuff, you know, we might actually get, like, some new games and stuff. And they might actually, like, promote them better and stuff and give them the love they deserve instead of just okay, guys, we're kind of contractually obligated to release something under this franchise this year. What are we going to do? Mm -hmm. And, you know, it'll be nice to have these franchises just not be a punching bag. Like, mm -hmm. hey, we made this great game called Guardians of the Galaxy. It won a ton of awards and, like, was held up as one of the best games of the entire year. Oh, what's that, publisher? You said it's bullshit? And totally didn't meet expectations. Great, that 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 boosts morale. Thanks, you know, like, yeah. So, uh, I I find it interesting from the square side. Like, do you think they're just getting rid of all these Western studios because they want to get back to what they do, which is you know very Japan focused work, or are they slimming down to get acquired? No, I. I think you're right. I think it's that they don't, they're out of touch with the Western markets. I mean, if you look at it, they got rid of all of their Western like publishers basically to go back to their, their roots and what they do and what they've always done well is they've done the JRPG thing. 
and they've focused on i mean i think they kind of spread themselves a little too thin with you know taking on these these games and these intellectual properties that were outside of their wheelhouse but they had the money and they had the resources to make a quality game um and it just took too much of their resources to be seen as profitable even though the games were successful by a lot of other people's definitions um so i think in that respect um that they're just downsizing to focus on what they do well and put those resources back into something that they understand um so i i just want that that's all i want i just want square enix to go back and make a quality game i'm tired of like the emo armor obsessed final fantasy like like focus that they've been on in these last couple iterations i I just kind of want to see them come out of the box with something new in that jrpg market i don't know if you're gonna get that they're like these franchises are dead we have kingdom hearts (laughs) four. well but now you know who who do they get to beat up on who's who's going to take the blame when uh kingdom hearts four doesn't sell you know it's going to be that that game with that one dude who is deaf or whatever that looks like a background Final Fantasy character that tanked. I don't I don't even remember what that game was called. It was like a Silent Boy or something like that. Oh, the Quiet Man. Yeah, the Quiet, the, man. The quiet yeah. man. I was like, what game are you talking about? It was like Silent like Boy. A twenty four fucking movie, The Quiet Man. A twenty four. No, nah, but I, th- I think it's interesting. I'm kind of like you. I'm kind of hopeful for what this means for Crystal Dynamics because I think those people make incredible stuff. And, like, I want them to get more resources to do what they do best. Um, and, you know, between this and their partnership with Microsoft for doing Perfect Dark, like, I'm hoping I'm hoping they bounce back in a really cool way. Um, I do find it interesting that Microsoft didn't just buy them. But I think that with the Activision stuff still ongoing, they probably can't. And yeah, then... I, I think they got a lot of eyes on them, too. I mean, like, if yeah. you start gobbling up a lot more of these, like, production houses, you're going to start being seen as, um, you know, a, uh, what what is it? Um, monopoly. monopoly. A monopoly, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, basically a threat to the ecosystem of capitalism. But, um, yeah. Um, well, and it's a real hard argument to make to, you know, the Federal Trade Commission that you're not a monopoly for, in the Activision <laughs> thing when you all, when you just bought, like, four more studios <laughs> with franchises, you know? It's like... Yeah. Um, Especially when the company you just acquired hadn't paid taxes in the last, like, 15 to 20 years. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> but yeah it's a i'm optimistic about this i think it's a good move uh so i'm overall i'm happy with it cool but um but yeah that's uh that's it for the news this week um i guess we should go into what we've been playing huh yeah so justin i i against your advice I started a brand new game of bug snacks. <laughs> yeah. Cause it was one of those things. I, I found myself in a similar position to you where I was going to have to redownload it all. Mm. I still had my cloud save, but I was like, you know what? My kid had already downloaded it on the Xbox. Cause it's on game pass now. And he was excited. to. So he started a game of his own and I'm like, it's already there. 
how how much could it have? I, I don't remember the game being that long. I'm just gonna play a new game, and uh, that game's a lot longer than I remembered it. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of like missions, but there's also like a lot of side quests. Yeah, yeah. Too. So uh, I've now taken out the giant pizza moth and the the mama watermelon. So I'm I'm in it. I'm I'm just about to the island. I think at this point I've got everyone back at camp. Um, I'm working through. Uh, it's not Bethany. It's um, Bethica. Bethka, I'm working through the last of her stuff, and then I think okay. that's it. But, uh, hey, that game is rad. That game is still hella fun, you know? Like, And it was cool to go back because I had forgotten so much about that game. And, like, man, that's awesome story writing. It's just, like, this, I'm, I know I'm repeating myself from, like, a year ago, but damn, that's entertaining. That game is super fun. Dude, the characters like, are still, like, Philbo still cracks me up to this yeah. day. Like, he's just the lovable idiot. Chan- Chanlo's my boy. Dude, Chanlo is fine. Chanlo has some good... I like... He has some good, like, one-liners and stuff yeah. in the Island <laughs> DLC. But he's, like, the ultimate himbo, dude. He, like, is always there for his bros. He's always, like, picking people up. He's always like, no, man, you're awesome. Let's do this. Forget my cheese doodle arms. Like, you're ripped, bro. You know? Like, it's... <laughs> yeah. Like, he's great. And I always find it funny that all of his missions, including his side missions, it just involves him, like, getting bigger. <laughs> And yeah. like working out. It's like the typical bro, like where he's like, Yeah, he's like, I want to be big Chanlo. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> like his whole thing with the mama watermelon is he just like, It's a monster. I want to be a monster. Let's go. <laughs> <get him." laughs> like, yeah, yeah, Chanlo's the man. Um, but yeah, no, that's awesome. Uh, the other game I've been playing is Switch Sports. Mm, and how's that? So that game is, um, it's interesting. Because at, coming at it as a, you know, 43-year-old <laughs> man, um, playing it solo, kind of boring. I'm like, yeah, it's still bowling. All right, it's still tennis. Okay, like, it's cool to use the Joy-Cons. Like, the fidelity feels very good. Like, it works really well. Um, but then I played it with my kids, and that game turned outstanding. Like, they freaking love that game and it's so fun to have them like running around and talking trash and uh you know like we had a whole bowling tournament in the house and it was <laughs> and it's, it's fantastic it's great like it's super fun and that's the thing that's the piece of that game i forgot about was that game isn't a single player game it is a game to play with people in the room i've not tried the online part of it yet but um I can't really imagine playing it online because the joy of that game is having other people there and like sword fighting and talking smack the entire time, you know, like, <laughs> and, and also it's balanced enough that my five-year-old can absolutely play and win, you know, like sometimes, it, and it's a little Mario party-ish sometimes, like in tennis, especially like you just get a weird bounce that doesn't make a lot of sense, but like, but Hey, the five-year-old won. Because the the ball bounced weird, and she's through the moon because she beat dad, you know. And so, I mean, there's certain things like the sword fighting game. I was a Chambara or whatever. Yeah, I if I was being ruthless, I could beat the crap out of my kids. But like, that's not the fun part of it, you know. Um, bowling, 
<laughs> bowling my five-year-old is immensely better than my eight-year-old and it kills him and it cracks me up every time um and by the way that was like riding a bike it's like once i figured out how to throw a strike in there i'm like oh sweet i'm back and it was like five strikes in a row you know um but yeah like my only big complaint with the game is it's pretty bare bones like there's six games three four of them involve getting a ball over a net you know like tennis and badminton it's like really did you need that that seems like the same game guys i mean badminton moves a lot faster but kind of the same game um volleyball is interesting because you use your joy con in the like bump set spike you know it's three different motions so that took the kids a little while to learn how to do but it's still it was fun once they got it and then um soccer just kind of sucks like we played it a little bit and my son was just like i'd rather play rocket league and i'm like yeah you're right i would too because so soccer is kind of the only miss of the whole package um i'm pretty pretty stoked to see what golf is like when that releases over summer uh, i hope the golf edition is a harbinger that they're going to keep adding games to it because you know like in the Wii Sports Resort, there was a lot more games. There was archery and, like, all this other stuff that they could add down the line. So I'm hoping that's a thing. Maybe they roll it into a DLC package, like they're doing with Splatoon and stuff like that. I would be super on board for that. Um, but at a budget price for Nintendo, it's like a, it's like a, what, a $40 game, $50 yeah, game, something like that? Yeah, Yeah, it's absolutely worth that, especially if you are in a situation where you're playing with other people. Like, that game... It's a better party game than Mario Party, 100%. Like, it's super fun. Yeah, I'm assuming they're going to take the same approach that they have with, like, Mario Tennis and golf and stuff, where if the player base and, like, the sales and stuff are there, they will do DLC or whatever mm-hmm. and add, like, a couple additional, um, like, games or modes or something to the previous games and stuff to switch them up a little bit. Sure. And, and I hope that, I hope you're right. I hope that's the case, you know? Dude, what's but. funny is I've actually been low-key kind of hankering to play, like, Wii Sports because I've been watching this dude on YouTube, and he's been playing this, like, uh, modded version of Wii Sports, and it's like, oh, it's golf, but the wind is incredibly high, and the wind is, like, 999 miles an hour. <laughs> and so he just, like, hits the ball, and you see it go, and then it's just, like, woof, like, off, like, it's, like, off the course. So he's, like, all right. He's, like, we're just going to hit it far left because it's going to launch it right, and we're going to pray that it stays <laughs> in play, and we're just going to try and hit it from there. That's great. Nice. Well, but uh, it's also impossible to say switch sports. I want to say Wii Sports every time. Like, they should have just called it Wii Sports. Um, I don't know. But, uh, but yeah, that's all I've been playing. So I'll get my shitty mic off of here now, and you guys can talk. Uh, well, you know, I hate to disappoint, but the only thing I've really played this week is Tiny Tina. Uh, and I have to say, the reason it's taken me as long as it has to get to the end of this game is because I'm doing all of the side missions before I get to the last part. I've actually maxed out my character at level 40. That's the cap. Um and then once you hit level 40, the mythic rank starts. Uh, and basically what that is, is there's four different categories that you can actually uh, add to your character. Um, you know, for 
your shooting ability, your strength and cutting and your magic spells and your recovery. Um, and basically what happens is it's like a clock. There's like those four categories and each of these four categories has like maybe like um, 10 different um, benefits that you can get and you can uh, 10 different power ups. And then what happens is um, in a clockwise fashion, once you pick one, you can't pick one in that string anymore. You have to go to the, the next one in the order and then <clears throat> the next one. And then every time you go around, as long as you've selected the next um, thing in the in the tree, um, you can keep going down the line and, and powering things up that you want to focus on. So, you know, you're going to have at least one point in basically every skill um, as you work your way around the clock. But once you finish out that tree, you can basically just pile all your skill points and like whatever you want. Um, so that's kind of what I'm doing right now. So my character is going to be super overpowered when I get to the boss. The final boss i'm right out in front of his door right now and all i have to do is turn it on for maybe five to ten more minutes and the boss is dead um i would probably say that um jordan uh, yeah jordan's gonna hate me but uh this is probably the first game i have the potential of getting my first platinum trophy on like ever since i've had a, i've been in the playstation ecosystem i don't think i've ever platinum the game ever um but i'm on my road on this one uh it definitely seems plausible um other than that i bought i pre-ordered my copy of um xenoblade chronicles 3 this week and i also pre-ordered the new saints road game uh, that will be coming out. I think it's either July or August. So, um, yeah, that's that's what I got looking forward to right now. I am looking for a new game. I'm starting to kind of get the Jones after Tiny Tina's over. To, I don't know if I'm going to go back to Elden Ring, uh, which is a high possibility, uh, or if there's something else that may catch my fancy for a short amount of time uh, before I go back into that nightmare. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, Tiny Tina, man. Uh, I'm almost done with it, guys. Just hang in there. One more week. You probably won't have to hear about it anymore. Uh, Justin, what are you playing? So um, a bunch of new stuff actually came out on Game Pass. So I checked out. It's called Loot River. Oh, yeah, I saw that. I wanted to check that out. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So it's it's a roguelite. It's very similar to kind of like Children of Morta or... um, like bastion or like any of those where you kind of have this hub overworld and like as you progress and stuff you get new characters and stuff that kind of appear like you get this merchant dude and like whatever that you kind of rescue and they kind of appear in this little overworld with you and you can like buy stuff from them or upgrade your stuff like when you have like the materials to do it and what's interesting about it is you play as this like dude and you kind of are exploring through these like uh i'd say it's like dungeons or whatever but it's interesting because it's all on water and there's these little wood platforms and they're all shaped kind of like tetris pieces and you move him with the one stick and then with the other stick the right stick you control the platform that you're on and you can move it in the four directions and stuff left right up and down and they kind of the pieces will connect together and there's like enemies on these like pieces and stuff that you can fight. And what makes it fun is you can like cheese it to where you move the platform up against another one where there's enemies and then like swing at them 
and then move it back really quick before they can attack you and kind of lure them to the edge and then like swing forward and then hit them and then swing back and just keep doing that back forth back forth to kill them and you're like oh dude this is so i could just do this the entire game and this is so easy and then you get to the first boss (laughs) and the first boss is very much in the vein of any from software game where can you beat the boss probably are you gonna beat that first boss probably not <laughs> as and then you get there and you're like all right like i'll just do to the boss what i've been doing to all these enemies and just cheese them yeah except if the boss is on the screen and can see you it will just teleport to right where you are on your guard <laughs> so so doing the little scooty boot moving in hit run away yeah it doesn't work when the boss launches 30 feet from one like platform to where you are and you're like oh shit and he's like swinging on you and you're like oh, I actually have to, like, move around and run away. <laughs> and But then you end up dying, and then, like, you wake up in the overworld and this kind of stuff. You're like, okay, good. I'm glad I wasn't supposed to win that because there was no chance in hell I was going to win that. But it's really cool. One of my favorite things to do uh, since I've been playing is on some of the platforms, there's this, like, little button that you run over. And when you hit it, it causes your platform to catch on fire. And what's fun is like moving your little platform up against like another one that has like 10 or 12 enemies on it, setting your button on fire and then really quickly like jumping ship to another platform. And then their bard is like catching on fire and all the enemies are like burning alive and then running (laughs) to another platform while that's on fire with enemies on it and then moving that platform and attaching it to the one that's on fire and then jumping off of it. So then you're just like moving everyone into this like continuous flame that's just and everything's catching on fire. If it's touching, it transfers over to the other one. So then you're just burning everyone alive (laughs) and running away. So it's pretty funny. Um, And then just run over and loot all the corpses real quick because people will drop equipment and like equipment. Sometimes it's like similar, like even if it's like, oh, it's the same name sword and stuff. It's very similar to Borderlands where sometimes it's like the same weapon that you have, but the stats are just slightly different and stuff so it's pretty like there's times where it's like even if it's the same name it's worth checking out because it might have slightly better stats or maybe a different ability or something that the one you have doesn't have and stuff so it's definitely worth picking everything up and not just going oh i already have that and just leaving it on the floor nice but but it's pretty cool i definitely want to check more of it out because i've only played a little bit of it but a game i played even less of was Trek to Yomi. Um, <laughs> oh, is that the 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 Japanese like yes. black and white game? Okay. Yes, it is. Um, I do want to check it out again. the The problem is, so I downloaded it on my PC to play, and so my 360 controller that I'm using for whatever reason, the left button, um, it works, but only when it wants to. And in Trek to Yomi parrying guess what button it uses the left button and so uh like every third click the left button actually works which when some dude's swinging at you with a samurai sword and you need to counter his attack and you're pressing the button doesn't work that kind of leads to a bad time uh so i'm probably gonna like re-download that one on the actual xbox one console in the living room and stuff which has the controller that doesn't have a fucked up button and give it another go because I think 
my impatience with it was primarily due to the fact that my controller's button doesn't work and there was no way for me to remap like that action to a different button unfortunately so i was just kind of stuck with it um the art style and stuff is really cool like the scenery is gorgeous and uh I, the characters look a little weird. Like, from afar, they look great. But then when they do close-ups and stuff of people's faces, I'm like, they look a little janky. Like, I don't know if you want to be zooming the camera in that close <laughs> on them. But um, artistically and stuff, it's really nice. And it's one of those things where it's like, I want to like it. I think I just kind of got fed up with it because of the controller issue. So I definitely want to give it more time and not just write it off. But a third game that i played this week i know it, it was a pretty big week and the only reason i played this was um uh so shrimp fried matt uh mm -hmm. me and him have shared steam libraries so anytime he buys a game i automatically get access to it and a new game came out that i was very interested in called haiku the robot and it's a metroidvania which i Absolutely love Metroidvania. And that's also why I quit playing Trek Diomi 2 is because I had access to a Metroidvania and I'm going to play that every time over pretty much anything else. And you play as this little robot and he has a sword and you basically, you were like offline and then you kind of wake up and you're in this very mechanical, it's a mechanical world. It's very kind of Steam World-ish in that sense where everyone is kind of robots Okay. And your job is you're trying to, I guess, like turn, I, I think you're trying to turn on this like big machine. And so you're just going around to different areas and stuff. And it's really cool because you have, it's very kind of Me Mega Man Battle Network or Paper Mario in a sense where you have like a badge system, but it's a chip system, which is why I said uh, Mega Man NT Warrior mm -hmm. is what they use. But you have like this motherboard and you get badges or chips or whatever to upgrade your robot. And you can buy new, eventually earn money to buy slots. And then you can, so you can have multiple because you have red, blue, and green. And then you can like buy a new red slot. So you can have two red ones equipped at the same time. And the red ones are all very combat based. Like, oh, it makes your sword slightly longer or gives you a 10% chance of doing critical damage. And then your green ones are usually very like, um, usually like passive ability like like automatically collecting money and then your blue ones are usually like uh you get more like you get an additional little thing of health or stuff you know like that and it's really cool that, that does sound like that does sound like battle network yeah stuff. Yeah, yeah where you have the motherboard where you get the certain yeah. items and you have the resident evil 4 kind of fit it all like <laughs> yeah, yeah i love totally. that game dude um and what's interesting that this game does that I haven't seen before too. So in typical, I guess like souls fashion and stuff like your money, like your money, you use it to like upgrade stuff and buy upgrades. But when you die, you do kind of the, I, I say shovel knight thing where you lose part of it, but you don't ever get it back. It's just, you mm. lose it. Um, but one of the upgrades for like the blue, it's like one of the first ones you get, it's like, greatly decreases the amount of money you lose because at first like without that chip equipped it's like you lose half of like your money no matter what and so then by having that chip equipped you only lose a fraction of your money which makes an infinite like difference but what's really cool is mo next to most save spots 
and stuff, there's like a little perch where a bird will come and he will take your money and you can give him like donate all your money to him or whatever. And he'll keep it safe. And so that's nice. Then when you die, you won't lose that money now, but he'll keep track of it. So then when you go to the shops and stuff, you automatically have access to that money at all times. Like when you go to buy stuff, so you don't ever have to worry. So you're like, oh, dude, I'm holding on to like 500. I don't want to lose that. Give it to the bird. And then if I die, who fucking cares? I didn't lose any money. But then when I go to like buy upgrades and stuff, I now have the 500 that I need for that upgrade. So I don't have to worry about being short on money. But that was like the most preposterous sentence ever. Like, yeah, I know. I give it to the bird. Who fucking cares? Like, (laughs) (laughs) but it's an interesting conundrum though, because what you also can do in the game is you can repair yourself at any given point, but it costs money and it costs you like $3 a second. And usually it takes about, I think three or four seconds to refill one of your little circles of health. Cause you start out with like three circles of health and um, it takes about three to four seconds to get it refilled. And you pull out like a little wrench and you're like wrenching yourself and you watch your money go down. And so that makes it an interesting dynamic because there's times like in the boss fight, I went to do this boss fight and it's like, Oh, uh, I'm like one hit from death. I'm going to repair myself. But it takes time to repair yourself. So you have to be in a position to be able to stand there for four seconds and heal yourself. So you can't just move around. And it's like, no, I need to run in the corner real quick while he's like doing this. Like I'm going in the phase two mode and heal myself while I have time. And there was one time where I went to heal myself and I was like, oh, dude, I'll just heal real quick and realize I didn't have any money because I dumped it all at the bird. So I wouldn't lose anything. So. I'm like, okay, well, we're not healing ourselves during this boss fight now. So now I was like, well, I'll take the death and know going into this that I cannot afford to lose all my health because I do not have money to heal myself because I dumped it all at the bird knowing I was about to go into a boss fight, not thinking that I was going to actually want some residual money left to actually heal myself with. Uh, Shannon knows all about an opportune wrenching on himself. So, <laughs> Yeah, that's his Monday through Friday. And he doesn't even realize that he's muted and he's trying to talk shit back, so it's fine. No, I was actually just laughing and saying, damn. Uh, ah, okay. Yeah, uh, you're right. I did forget that I was muted. There was, uh, <laughs> thank you for pointing that out. Were, were, you, were you muted because of the sirens, Shin? Oh, that's what it was. I heard them and I, you know, I didn't know that they were in my ear holes and not in my face mm-hmm. holes, so yeah. Gotcha. All right. <laughs> Uh, the best, the best actor Oscar goes to one Shannon Moore for his portrayal of the attack of the sirens. Apparently, <laughs> Siren Man, he's coming for me. Siren Man. Um, yeah. So, should we talk a little spoilers? Yeah, I mean, we got to talk about Moon Knight. Dude, All right. Moon Knight was so good. It was, it was amazing. Uh, so I I like the ending. The the only okay. I'm gonna tell you right now. There, there's gripes. Okay, Zach, I'm yep. not gonna stand by and say that Moon Knight wasn't great because it was. But yes, it did have its shortcomings that I think we can all possibly agree on. 
the the only shortcoming I have is that you do not see the third personality until the last five seconds of the series. See, my main gripe isn't so much. My biggest complaint with the episode is that so like you know Mark, <laughs> Stephen, and their like a communal wife like all team up and mm-hmm. are fighting man with a cane and they're they're doing all right they're kind of getting their ass kicked and then he blacks out and wakes up everyone's basically dead and he's like oh uh i guess i blacked out again and she's like yeah what the fuck was that and he's like who knows let's go to the shrine of the gods and i'm like why the fuck didn't we get to see like the third personality like that's the thing is the three of them couldn't beat this guy and yet in the span of like three minutes like the third personality bodied everybody and we didn't get to see it and then nobody seems to give a shit that like for the fourth time mark and steven have blacked out where neither of them remember what the fuck happened and neither of them seem to really care and they just kind of move on to the next thing and i was kind of like we're we're really not gonna address this and we're just gonna all right I yeah, guess let's move it along. I was kind of expecting uh, the wife to be a little bit more scared because, like, she was just kind of like, "What was that?" And, yeah, like, like... That was kind of like that was kind of like it was. She was almost more angry. Like, you had this power the whole time and you're not using it. You're just kind of like mailing it in at fifty percent. Like, what's your deal? Um, but yeah, it would have been really co- like. First of all, I want to see his costume. I want to see if it's like different than like their traditional Moon Knight. Oh, you know it's gonna be. Yeah, but like I, but you know like I keep like Disney keeps saying is like, there's not going to be a season two of this moon Knight. Uh, so if we do see any more iterations of moon Knight, it's going to be in movies or like other, as he kind of passes through other TV sh- like shows or, you know, helps in this next phase of Marvel movies. So that's what frustrates the shit out of me because I wanted to see him just kick ass and take names. I wanted to see him get out of that situation um and i think there was enough money in their budget and i agree with you like us having watched the show like in the first two episodes that was like quirky and funny in the last episode it just pissed me off it's like i earned seeing that fight well yeah it's the final fight and we didn't even get to like see it and also no the big plot twist at the end of jake being the third personality Dog, I figured that shit out like three episodes ago. Like that wasn't a big twist that there was a third personality. Like, show me that the that moment should have been that fight. Like that should have been like, okay, here comes Jake. Let's let's do this. You know, like that would have been the moment to do that. And instead, it was just like, oh, who who knows what happened here? And it's like we all know what happened here, man. We've been watching the show. Like, what the hell? Like. I don't know. That, it, it, it left a bad taste in my mouth. Yeah. I sure. want to tell you, my other big complaint about it was the like, so when they were in the Temple of the Gods and they were like, oh, this dude that they tried to tell us three episodes ago was bad is bad and he killed all of us. And they're like, oh, well, you need to seal the god into his body or whatever. You need the other avatars to do it and everyone's dead. One... I don't know why the chick who helped them in like episode three or whatever and told them about finding the tomb of whatever, like where the fuck was she? Like they made her seem like she was a more important avatar person and we never saw her again. Like, and I figured, 
oh, she was going to come back and help them seal away. And then it only took Steven and her to seal the thing. And it's like, what, like, why did you not need more? It took all of them to like seal Ahmet or not Ahmet, um, Kanchu and stuff and whatever. And it's like, but you're telling me it only took the two of them to seal it in him. It would have been a good time for the chick to come back and help them since she's also an avatar. But at the same time, I'm like, why the fuck when you were smashing the fucking statues of the gods, why not smash all of them? Let all those other gods out. I thought she was going to release them all. And then those gods were going to get like new avatars. And then, hey, maybe those avatars could have helped you seal the fucking god and the dude or whatever and help you fight. And instead, she's like, I'm just going to take this one of like 15 off the shelf and we're just going to ignore the rest. And I'm like, just break them all. Like, release everything at once. It was also like a really nitpicky thing. But when they are actually sealing uh, the, you know, the god back in the body, uh, it's Mark that's doing the chant. And I think it should have been Steven. Like, you know, because it makes more sense. Like, Mark is more like the, the muscle. And like, he's, I don't think he really has like the concept of the other Egyptian gods or like what needs to be said to like the, the, the right, you know? But I think Steven, you know, being the more like the brainy one, like I think he would have had more access to it. And it would have made more sense to me if it was him in his suit standing there instead of like the traditional like Moon Knight costume. But see, that's I, neither here nor there. I just think the reason that they did that was because in the previous episode, uh, like Steven had his, you know, big coming a moment. Like I can do the things Mark does because we're the same person. So I think that was kind of the vice versa of he could also be Steven because he has the knowledge that Steven has. He just hasn't really been tapping into it. Mm-hmm. I did like the, you know, they did do like what both of you called out, like, you know, the, the, you know, attacking the, the, you know, doing the fight and, you know, flying behind switching a car back and, and forth. Back yeah. yeah I knew that was going to come. I mean, like that was pretty cool. Um, I like uh, Tawert's uh, like costume on the you know on his on his wife. I think. Uh, I don't know I think, what that had to do with hippos, though. Uh, like, yeah. Well, I mean, I yeah, it's just I think it's more sexist than anything else because it's a girl being like, oh, I know it's going to make you look great, and it's just going to be this form-fitting like eagle costume that's going to deflect bullets and allow you to kick ass. I mean, you're basically kicked... the Egyptian falcon at that point. <laughs> she, she <laughs> the kicked... Egyptian falcon. <laughs> she kicked more ass than Wonder Woman, so. Yeah, and I don't know what it is about these Marvel mo- these Marvel like TV series, but like, if I'm gonna watch a Marvel TV series, I want to see the Marvel superhero. I don't want to see like a story based around them like coming into like their own. Like you know, I, I want to see them kick ass and take names as that person. Uh, I don't want like you know a lot of episodes where it's building up to this you know big battle and you, you hardly ever see the superhero uses powers, uh, you know because I mean well it was like a six hour runtime right it was like each episode was roughly like forty five mm-hmm. minutes so maybe less maybe like five five and some change, um, and you maybe saw Moon Knight for what on the heavy side maybe twenty minutes maybe maybe. Yeah. Yeah, about. We did get giant fighting gods though, which was pretty cool. <laughs> the kaiju god stuff was but it was silly in like a good way. Dude, yeah. Kanchu got his ass kicked, dude. That dude did not do like I mean, he was for the fighter for the guy who the god of like justice, like he was not he, his hands not good. <laughs> you know, so 
don't know. It was, it, I, but I liked it overall. I, I know it sounds like I'm poo pooing on like the whole thing, but like I overall like I look forward to it every time, every every week it came out. I always watched the new episode. I liked all of them. I don't think I really had one that I I didn't like. Um, I think the fifth episode is the heaviest one, and I don't think like you were saying we don't need to go back and ever watch that. But like it's it it didn't it didn't turn me off of the show. Um, so all in all, I think it's a great show to watch. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to see more Moon Knight. I think that's fair. That's absolutely fair. Um, I, I I was left overall positive too. Like I really liked it, but these Marvel shows, it's it's consistent now. They all have the same problem. Like that was a ten episode show that they shoved into six. You know, like and so you get these great build up. You get the fifth episode, which is awesome, and then they just it's ten pounds of shit in a five pound bag in that last episode every time, <laughs> every time, and it's like. Guys, no, either pace the show better, cut some more stuff out, tell a smaller story, do something. But, like, just being like, oh, yeah, and then the gods fight, and then this happens, and then this happens, and then there's a third personality, and then Mike, Mark, uh, Mark doesn't want to kill people, so it's good, and then they're free, but not free, because Kanchu still has a third personality, and, and okay, go. What? What just, huh? What just fucking happened? Like, you did all that in, like, 40 minutes? Like, well, what? it's like I'm assuming like with each Marvel show, they're like, all right, write like write the script for season one of Moon Knight, and they're like, boom, here it is, beautiful, thirteen episodes. They're like, dope, make it ten, and then they're like, okay, right. so they go like, all right, we rewrote it, we cut a couple things out, but boom, here's your ten episodes of Moon Knight, and they're like, that's fantastic, make it six, <laughs> and then they're like, that that's four episodes though, and they're like, and that's not my problem. Yeah. Make it six. And they're totally. like, all right, I guess we're going to cut. Like, Egypt was like a whole four-episode arc. We're going to cut that down to two. Um, they're, like, uh, they're like, where are we at with the budget for Moon Knight? Like, 20 minutes of Moon Knight it is. Uh, we don't have the budget for that. Like, uh, how's the questionable jackals looking? All right, we'll throw those bad boys in there. We'll use those in a couple episodes to get our monies out of that. And uh... <laughs> Yeah, it just seems like so rushed, you know? Yeah, it's unfortunate. Um, uh, this is one of the, but you know what? It's 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 hard to gauge, right? Because like I just feel like they they're hot and cold. Like Falcon and Winter Shoulder, like probably could have trimmed some fat there, right? Like there's th- that probably could have been streamlined. Probably gonna have been like a couple shorter episodes, uh, you know. And then Loki was a banger. Like you know, people wanted more of that series, mm-hmm. right? And then like you know, they put a bow on that. And then you know, there was such a demand that they were like, okay, well we'll come up with a season two of that one. Um, and then, you know, I'm trying to think of what else there was, uh, Hawkeye, uh, Hawkeye was a banger. Like, you know, people wanted more of that one. I think, you know, there are like some series that are really well received and there are some that are not. And I, I, it's a hit or miss with like the smaller and, you know, the, the less popular entities. And I think they're just kind of feeling around and trying to figure it out, but it just kind of sucks because when you find a banger and you want it, you you know, follow it a little bit more and, you know, they pull the rug right out from underneath you. So, so I know that people really kind of lauded Moon Knight as being like its own standalone story. It's really not connected in, in the story to any existing MCU thing going on. Like, no, there's no guest appearances. There's no like, you know, anything like that. But I feel that's kind of the problem with Marvel right now. And, and we'll, if, if we can, can we transition to 
multiverse of madness. Um, Because, because I feel that's the main problem with that movie as well. Like by, by this point in the phase one of the MCU, you had gotten Thanos, you had gotten like, here's the big bad. And you just knew everything going up to that part was going to tie back to Thanos and that fight on some level. Right. So Loki introduces Kang. We haven't seen fuck all of Kang since. Not even a whisper of his name is mentioned in anything since then. Um, the Celestials show up in Eternals. Did they? Because guess what? In every property since then, no one mentions the fucking giant in the sky that showed up over London and then left. Like, nothing. No whisper of anything. And so you've got these, like, movies and properties introducing these grand schemes big characters big things that then just never get integrated into any other properties i don't know if this is because the release schedules were all mixed up and so things got cut or what's happening but what's what you're left with is like these very disjointed movies and and me i was hoping dr strange was going to be the movie that was like Okay, and here it is. It's Multiverse of Madness. This is the movie that's going to set up Kang as like the big threat. Everyone's going to have to like go up against. This is this is where it gets introduced. Even if it was like a Thanos-esque cutscene at the end of just Kang popping up and being like, "Well, time to get busy." Or so, you know, like something, like just something. Like, but instead we got a Doctor Strange movie. And it was fine. And it was silly. And it was it was a good horror esque movie. Sam Raimi did his job, maybe a little too much. I got it. It was Sam Raimi. I understand Sam Raimi was direct. By the way, did you know Sam Raimi directed this movie? Because oh, guess yeah. what? They remind you every twenty fucking seconds in that movie that Sam Raimi's directing that movie. Um, and, and I'm saying this as someone that has seen a lot of Sam Raimi movies in my life. So uh, yeah, the the directing style and like the way things are shot, very very much his bag Um, yeah totally they let that man run wild and and, and it's and it's fun it's super fun but it also i came away from it being disappointed and i think the disappointment was what i brought to the movie it wasn't necessarily anything the movie did it was fine like it was it was it was fine but it made me more worried about the mcu as a whole because like i feel like okay it's been long enough like guys black widow was a long time ago like it's time to get this phase like kicking and and moving into where we're going and it's just feels like they just keep spinning their wheels um so yeah i'm i'm concerned about mcu stuff right now things seem very all over the map yeah and i think so I know because of COVID and everything else that it kind of fucked up the release schedule of stuff. Like I know um, like Chavez and stuff was supposed to be in Spider-Man, but then yeah. because of stuff like they had to, so she was already supposed to be an established character like in strange, but then like, you know, that obviously didn't pan out. So then they had to introduce her in strange instead. And I agree with it. I think a lot of the problem is too, is I think because Marvel was so successful 
at doing the like 22 movie leading up to Thanos thing that I I think they're rightfully so hesitant to attempt to do something like that again. Like what they pulled off, like I don't think could be any more well received than it was. And it's like you have to now either go bigger or equal that accomplishment and i think they're afraid to try and pull something like that off again so now a lot of what they're doing is either more self-contained or they're just leaving a lot of threads open for possibilities down the road and then once they hit a point they can figure out okay what do we want to do because my honest hope is i want them to do doom I want them to do Doom as the next big. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm like, I'm not that sad that they're not really setting thing up yet because I'm like, that still gives me hope that eventually all roads will lead to Doom. And I, I did love Multiverse of Man. I was very surprised at how Sam Raimi it was. Yeah. And by that, there a lot, a lot of people staring at the camera, a lot of in-your-face, like shaky, like Evil Dead camera um Bruce oh, the, Campbell, part, the part Bruce where Bruce. the part where wanda's walking through her kitchen and the picture turns and looks at her like that that yes. is like straight out of sam raimi you know one yes. dude the uh um so i guess uh, so su- super spoilers for yeah. dogs if you did didn't hear the sirens before i'm gonna be talking like easter egg it's probably on twitter already somewhere ruin your fucking day spoilers so um we got the illuminati i ecstatic we got the illuminati um black bolt was on the illuminati which Mm -hmm. i was very surprised that we got black bolt especially after the inhumans show fucking tanked so hard Uh, so hard so So the fact that they even went with black Bolt, i thought for sure they were gonna do some different version of black panther like mm-hmm. that would have been yeah so but the fact that we got black bolt instead i was like all right which if you don't know black bolt leader of the inhumans has a voice that even in a comic he screams and like blows up an entire planet because of his voice um and we get of course charles xavier which they revealed in the trailer mm-hmm. we get a version of miss marvel um, we get, of course, Captain America, but it's the what if Captain Britain, Carter, Captain Carter, Carter. Captain Carter. Yeah. and we, we get uh, Mr. Fantastic and it's uh, John, John Krasinski. Krasinski. Yeah. And we unfortunately don't get the rest of them fantastic for it. It's just him. But that was enough for me to be like, all right. Like, and then, and then, and then, Wanda proceeds to treat them like the guardians of the globe and invincible, and just yes. fucking murks all of them. And like, easily, I mean, it was one of those scenes where I'm like, okay, I appreciate that they made Wanda or kept her as the biggest badass walking in the MCU, like, because she is. But like, god damn, she went hard. Yes, this, this was a. The scariest Marvel movie we've had to date. Mm-hmm. Megan jumped. Megan and the small child to my left both jumped <laughs> numerous times during the movie. Oh yeah, lots um, of jump scares. For yes, sure. lots, lots of jump scares. Lots of Wanda is batshit crazy from like the first four minutes of the movie, which I'm all for. I'm like they, she gave the like best before, like tears in her eyes, like I'm gonna get my kids, 
and I don't want to hurt you, but I will do whatever it takes. So mm-hmm. if you stand in my way, I will fucking kill you right here. Oh yeah, before, like, she, yep. before she levels <laughs> Kermitage and she's just like, so before this, just so you know, so we are all clear, this is me being reasonable. Yes. Just before this carnage ha- starts, I want you to know this is me being reasonable. And you're like, right from that moment on, you're like, oh shit. Yeah. Like, yeah. And let me tell you, Shant, so in Spider-Man, you know, Doctor Strange gets trapped in the mirrorverse and him and Spider-Man have a fun little like, <laughs> little little back and forth with each other in the mirrorverse. Well, you know, Doctor Strange is like, all right, uh, I'm going to trap Wanda in the mirrorverse. It's all cool. Wanda, fucking evil dead contorted like nightmare on elm street claymation fucking breaks like all her bones and shit fucking comes out from the mirror verse and like contorts herself like back together and it was like at that moment that i'm like oh it's gonna be one of those movies (laughs) that moment you knew shit hit the fan but not before she figures out that she can use the reflections in the mirror verse to reach through and grab people in the real world and just murk bodies left and right. So, yeah. like, people are, like, pools of water. Her hands are coming out of them and, and grabbing people, mirrors and shit. Like, it's 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 intense, dude. Yeah. Yes, it is great. And then, yes, the entire scene of her single-handedly, they're like, oh, we'll handle your little witch problem. And then in the span of five minutes, Wanda single-handedly murders the entire Illuminati was fantastic and, and i'm not exaggerating when i say like in invincible-esque fashion like it, it that scene absolutely reminded me of when omega man <laughs> just takes out all of them like all oh of yeah them. no okay so uh, it's, so here's here's my question so she like obliterates the illuminati right like kills mm-hmm. everybody so are those just alternate universes of like those characters and you're you're expecting them to come back like in different universes so for me, like I, they are an alternate universe, whatever. So we're not going to see, obviously we're not going to see those exact characters. Um, you know, they are doing a fantastic four movie. So I'm assuming John Krasinski, whatever, will still be yeah. Mr. Fantastic in that movie. And I would love it if his wife was Mrs. Fantastic and stuff in those. Um, I honestly don't think we're ever going to see Patrick Stewart again. Nah, I, I really don't. don't. So. The only reason I think he even agreed to be a part of this movie was it was a very small part, and of course they kill him off at the end. So um, I imagine you know we are getting an X Men movie, but I'm assuming the X Men movie is going to be Charles will already be dead in that movie, and it's going to be more Cyclops taking over as the leader of the X Men and him trying to fill the shoes of Charles in that movie is is my guess and then of course we have an alternate version of miss marvel that i guarantee we're never going to see again and it would be cool if we get a better version of like another version of inhumans that like doesn't suck but i i don't think we're going to be seeing that anytime soon um but dude i mean one of my Speaking of Charles dying, that was also one of my favorite parts in the entire movie is Charles goes into Wanda's head and um, is trying to help her. And a plume of red smoke comes up behind Charles and the most demonic 
terrifying ass version of Scarlet Witch appears and she just snaps his fucking neck and he dies yeah. in real life. <laughs> like she legitimately Freddy Kruegered him like in her mind. Yeah, it's a uh, that movie's a lot, but I mean it's fun. It's 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 done very much like like an Evil Dead type movie. Like it's it's horror, but with like tongue firmly in cheek for a lot of it, you know. And oh, oh, go ahead. Oh no, go ahead. What's up? Well, I was gonna say. So at the end of this movie, is it basically like Wanda is like contained or dealt with and is she going to like make it back into like uh, do you think she's going to be in other storylines so i do, i i do not think we've seen the last of wanda but uh i think it'll probably be a while before you see her like i think i think they've kind of put her in, on a shelf for a little bit yeah mainly mainly because i think they they've wrote her into a corner because she's so powerful yeah like if it might be the break glass in case of emergency thing where they're coming up against someone who is just too powerful who they can't beat and like i can see the storyline already where it's like strange goes fuck we got we have to get wanda like and everyone's like no no don't do that and he's like no we got to and you know Dude, I so I also have like I would not be surprised if it I think you're right like we haven't seen the last of Wanda and I think she is going to show up again and it's one of those things because they kind of ended this was like almost like the definitive end of WandaVision like this sure. was like yeah. the end of that story arc like entirely and I would love it if basically we got to the point where like they do need her and strange has to like barter with like mephesto or someone to yeah. like get her back I, I for the record i didn't say it shannon i didn't say mephesto <laughs> i saw noted. i saw your eyes roll for a second but that wasn't me noted, noted. but no I, I i mean out of 10 what would you give it i'd give it like a seven you know yeah, I would give it like a seven and a half, maybe even an eight. I mean, I saw it twice and I did yeah. love it both times. And it is like, it was incredibly fun. Like, and it was very fast paced. Like everything, it was just kind of like on the next thing, on the next thing. Like nothing seemed like it dragged on that long. Mm -hmm. And the, just the horror and the sheer weirdness of it, like kept me completely enthralled and engaged in like it only gets weirder like there's stuff me and zach didn't mention because i want you to have some surprises shannon but one of the bad most badass moments in the movie we didn't even mention and it's great and i can't wait for you to watch it to hear your reaction of it because strange does some like level 500 percent Doctor Strange willing to do whatever it takes to get the job done shit at the end mm -hmm. of the movie and it's pretty fantastic. Yeah. Well, that part is that part is amazing. It's great. Uh I, I am going I am planning on going to the movie theaters uh this Saturday, but it is to see the bad guys. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh so yeah, I mean I'll see if I can break free and get some time to see it, but uh it might you might have to hold off for like at least uh one more week uh before I can see it. 
So uh, I don't know if you've seen it because it came online today, Shannon, but uh, before the movie, we got a trailer for Avatar 2. I, I just saw it on Twitter like when we were uh, and, waiting to start. And I don't know about your theater, Justin, but I will tell you, and it do- probably doesn't bode well for a- the world of Avatar. When that trailer played, people laughed in my theater, <laughs> like openly <laughs> laughed. Like So... What's funny is my friend Tanner went and saw Strange opening night, and he's like, dude, he's like, my entire theater went apeshit for the Avatar trailer. Like, standing, clapping. Like, Are you serious? Yeah. He's like, that's the, like, and I was like, dude, that's some, like, normie-ass, like, bullshit. Like, you're going that ape shit over. And mind you, this trailer shows nothing, says nothing. It is, like, the slowest, like, Titanic-ass fucking music mm-hmm. score music. And just a bunch of shots, and then two people talking for five seconds at the end. It's like Avatar Two: The Way of Water. <laughs> like, and it's like, okay, my thing, my no one made a peep during the trailer. Like, it was dead silence. Like, more people were clapping for the Bullet Train trailer than they were the Avatar trailer. That movie looks rad. By I the way. am going opening fucking yeah. night to go see <laughs> Bullet Train. That looks like a Scott Pilgrim ass like good time and a half, and I'm all for it. But, like, if Guy Ritchie directed it or something, you know? Yeah, and it's got, you know, it's got Brad Pitt and the dude from Kick-Ass in it. And it has a pretty pretty solid lineup, if you ask me, of people in it. So hmm. I'm going to have to check out that trailer. I have not heard anything yeah, about that. Comes yeah, I, I haven't heard about that movie at all until I saw the trailer before, running before. And by the end of the trailer, I'm like, yep, I'm in. Take my money. You got <laughs> but it. It's literally, that's what I like about it, is it's literally just like, oh, it's like, Simple concept is just like, oh, your mission is to go on this train and get this briefcase. And that's really all you know about the plot is go. But other people want the briefcase. And so it's everybody going after this briefcase. And it's like, that's the, that's the one sentence plot line that you need. Everything else is just everyone trying to get like rat race, trying to get the fucking briefcase. And, and they all seem to be assassins or something. Yeah, and they're all like samurai and like mercs for hire and fucking whatever, like Russian fighters. And they're all just trying to get this briefcase. Similar to the movie of Rat Race. If somebody does not drop trout outside of the train window, <laughs> I, you know, might be up. Well, now we know what Shannon goes to these <laughs> movies for. Um, well, well, all right, guys. Do we have a show? Uh, yeah, finally, yes. Thank you. I was like, we have a couple shows. Looking at the record, we have four shows <laughs> yeah. according to the recording. Oh, Dude, I, need to, I need to go to bed so bad. <laughs> All right. Well, Justin, why don't you go ahead and uh, land this plane? You know what, guys? <laughs> Thank you guys for listening to another episode of the That Pixel Life podcast. You know, we've actually, Discord's been booming. A lot of people. We've had a lot of solid conversations in the Discord, especially in the spoiler channel. Uh, we did some Moon Knight. We're talking, we even had uh, favorite albums, which Zach deemed was an impossible task. That, that is impossible. That changes is, like five minutes. Like, just list, list five of your favorite ones, Zach. No one will know the truth. Like, no one's going to think less of you if your number six didn't make it on there. It's okay. <sighs> We'll see. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. So, you know, if you want to be a part of that, head on over to the Discord. You know, share it with your friends. You know, Jordan's been doing his part, uh, sharing it around and stuff. So, uh, you know, and while you're at it, why don't you go on over to Spotify and give us a review, you know, give us a follow or whatever it does that Spotify does. And uh, 
you know, share, share us with your friends. You know, we, we love meeting new people and having new listeners and engaging, uh, you know, with fans of the podcast. So, you know, spread, spread the love. And, uh, Zach, if, uh, Robbie was here, what do you think Robbie would say? Robbie would say, make sure you put your microphone away around your children. Also be great. Words to live by. Yes. And, and the Warriors and the Memphis basketball playoffs are the best basketball in the history of basketball since basketball was played with a round basketball. 